0: as you are able and receive these words of Scripture from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 28. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here for he has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead. And indeed, He's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see Him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly, with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Receive what the Spirit is saying. The
1: earth quaked, and the rocks split, and the tombs were thrown open. And the centurion who had guarded, watched at the foot of the cross, said, Surely this one was the Son of God, as Jesus died. The next day, the earth was silent, perhaps like the eye of a hurricane, because this morning the earth shook again, rocked with force, as a magnificent angel descended from the heavens with raiment like snow and strength like lightning, rolling back the stone that had been placed at the door of the tomb. You have a picture in the window. (laughs) You worship under this moment, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. There are two people present at the center of both these earthquakes, Mary and Mary Magdalene, two women. And if you pay very careful attention to the account of the past week and into the victory of Easter, as told by Matthew in his gospel. You know, there's reason to believe that these two women never left. They never left Jesus. Others abandoned, betrayed, left. But these two stayed. They were at the foot of the cross. They were there when Jesus' body was taken down From the cross. They were there as his body was wrapped and taken to the tomb. They were there as he was laid in the tomb. They were there as the stone was rolled back. They kept vigil at the tomb. And so they were present at that earth-shaking moment, at the descent of the angel, at the opening of the tomb, Now the centurion was terrified at the earthquake, and the guards were terrified at the earthquake. The angel spoke a word, and the Gospel of Matthew says the angel spoke to the women, to Mary and Mary Magdalene. And the angel said to these two women, Fear not. The one who you seek is risen. Come on over. Look where he lay. See, he's not there anymore. He's gone. He's alive. He's gone on to Galilee. Go tell the others. Go tell them. Tell them to go to Galilee, and they will meet him in Galilee. And so the women did as they were told. And as they ran to tell the others, there was Jesus in front of them. They fell down at the feet of Jesus in awe and fear the gospel says, and Jesus echoes the angel Fear not, fear not, fear not. I'm going on to Galilee. Go and tell the others, Go to Galilee, and I will meet them in Galilee. Do you hear the back and forth between earth and heaven? Woe, fear, terror, and the heavenly word. Fear not, fear not. Earthly terror. Heavenly word, fear not, fear not, fear not. I'm going before you out into the world. The one who was crucified is no longer in this tomb. He is risen. And that's why we sing on a day like this. Mike and I were part of a church for 10 years where I was pastor, where the choir always wanted to do the Easter cantata on Easter Sunday morning, which was absolutely wonderful, because singing is much better on Easter than the spoken word, although I'm going to attempt to say some things about it. Easter is better sung than told, because it's beyond our wonder, our comprehension our ability to articulate this amazing, amazing occurrence. The shaking of the earth, the opening of tombs, the shaking of the earth, the opening of the tomb, and the raising of Jesus from from the dead. Earthquakes still shake our world. They shake our world and they shake our lives and our hearts. On March the 10th, just a few weeks ago, the Academy Awards were presented and Michelle Yeoh received Academy Award for the best female actor of the last year. You doubtless read about it in the press, saw it on TV. We couldn't get enough of it, right? As the Academy Award run-up came. The day after the presentation of the Academy Award, she released an op-ed to the New York Times. The title of the op ed was The Event That Changed My Life Continues to Happen. She began the op ed by saying, It was a nice moment receiving an Academy Award. But I want us to turn from that to what's really important out there in the world. In 2015, she was in Nepal during a great and tragic earthquake killing 7,000 people, and she wrote about it. She said, "'The earth shook in such a way that I could not stand up. It was absolutely terrifying. I have never felt such terror in my life.'" After the earthquake, she became a U.N. ambassador to regions impacted by natural disaster. She worked in Nepal, and she was making a plea on the 11th of March, the day after her Academy Award, to take the light and shine it instead of on a statue, an award, on the people who are suffering in the wake of the earthquake in Syria and in Turkey. And she described the impact of natural disasters such as this on the lives of people for years to come, the grief the loss, the trauma of remembering, the work of rebuilding, the impact particularly upon small children and upon women around the world. She became my hero, my new hero, in using her moment to shine light on where God wants us to be in this world at places of brokenness and tragedy and heartbreak. Today, we heard a gospel story about two women who were willing to be very proximate to deep, deep suffering, to pain beyond description, to death. They drew proximate to that pain. Two weeks ago, I was in Montgomery, Alabama with the General Board of Global Ministries. We were there to experience the Legacy Museum and the new National Monument to Peace and Justice. Both of these were envisioned by Bryan Stevenson, who now is well known through his marvelous book, Just Mercy, about incarceration in the United States. As the last in a series of oppressions and violence against black people in the history of our country. First, slavery, then the terror of lynching, and then the years of segregation, and now the unfair incarceration of people of color. The Council of Bishops uh, is using Brian Stevenson's work, as are the general agencies, and I hope perhaps your church might look at his work. Because he has an Easter message in that he says that people who want to be world changers, and that's what Easter people are, people who want to change this world and align it with the purpose and intent of the eternal. He says people who want to be earth changers will do several things. They will first, and hear the Easter ring in this, they will first become proximate to pain proximate to hard places. They will be willing to do difficult things, uncomfortable things. They will be willing to tell stories that are true. And they will be careful to protect their hopefulness. My friends, I find in this an invitation to everyone who desires to be an Easter, an Easter person. And I find Matthew's gospel story of Easter uh, to be in alignment with these, these very ideas. These women drew near to pain. They were willing to do the uncomfortable thing of staying at the cross with Jesus' body at the tomb, to experience the resurrection. They ran to tell a true story about it. And as a result, Easter joy was theirs and ours. We sang as we began this service, Christ the Lord is risen today, ours the cross, the grave, the tomb. We, my friends, are people who do believe in personal holiness, but also social holiness. It's not just about the saving of souls for some tomorrow, the saving of souls for heaven, but about the saving of our entire society and culture so that people will be honored and lifted up and named and given the surrounding community and love and and help that we all need to be fully alive, fully alive. In this world. Let's go back to Matthew for just a minute. Uh, These women, if you listen very carefully to the text, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. The other Mary? Really? (laughs) Uh, Matthew, allow me to critique for just a moment, could have done a little better by the other Mary. Hope and the other hope. I want to be hope, not the other hope. But that dynamic, we see all the time, the diminishment of people, the lessening of the personhood of people in all kinds of ways. We could all make a huge long list of the ways that that happens. The conflation of women such as this. Many women were at the cross. Really? What were some of their names? (laughs) Many women. Individuals conflated into um, a sort of of grouping. God is calling us to be attentive to the personhood of all of God's people, the individual personhood of all of of God's people. And it's a beautiful thing to look at this story and find ourselves in it and even critique it a little bit and see how The culture of biblical times and the biblical writers impacted the very way we receive a story, and the cultural impact of the world in which we live impacts the way we live our lives, day by day by day by day. We need Easter much more than once a year. (laughs) We need the Easter story to wake us up. We need the earthquake to shake beneath our feet to loosen up our hearts, to open our minds so that we will be the people that God is calling us to be in the world. Carol Guzzi is a Pulitzer Prize-winning photographer, and last week was published an article, Easter 2022, last year, in Ukraine. She was there to take pictures and to post a photo essay of Easter in Ukraine. She wrote about how the churches, so many of them, had been demolished by the bombs, by the war, by the violence. But she wrote that in every church still standing, there was a crowd. And in every church still standing, there were cries of Alleluia. And in every church that was standing, there were hymns of joy. She wrote, I turned to someone and asked them, how can you be so brave? And the answer was, this is not the first time we have suffered. And she wrote along with her photo essay what she learned Easter a year ago in Ukraine. She learned that joy is the ultimate defiance, the ultimate act of resistance to all that is wrong in this world. And so, my Easter friends, Mike and I join you today giving thanks for the ministry of Foundry United Methodist Church. Because here, together, this morning, and day by day, we seek to be God's Easter people We seek to be people who have felt the quaking earth beneath our feet, who have met the risen Lord, who go forth into the world toward Galilee, out there where Jesus is, to join what Jesus still does in the world. We affirm the personhood of every soul that God has created. We know that Christ came to save humanity and all creation. And we go forth with the confidence of those who are willing to be proximate to pain, to tell true stories, to do hard things, and to protect our hope. May it be true this Easter and every day. Easter people... As this service ends very soon, may you go forth with new sense of who we're called to be as God's people in the world. And may you rejoice and be defiant against every force that seeks to conflate, confuse, and diminish and align your life with the one who comes to break open the tomb so that Christ is alive now and forevermore. Thanks be to God.